welcome to the My Curious Colleague podcast with your host, me, Denise Veneri. We'll be talking all things consumer relations with a focus on consumer product goods organizations and the brand specialist and analyst roles and responsibilities. So if you like CPGs like I like CPGs, marketing, insights, and caring deeply for your consumers, well, take a listen. Well, hello, my curious colleagues. You know what I love? I love a good story when I hear about colleagues that have a passion or some sort of hobby, and then they marry that with a business endeavor. And I have just that story for you today. My guest is my colleague, Bob Eckstein. Since 2011, Bob has been the owner and president of Keystone Harley-Davidson, located in Whitehall, Pennsylvania, where he operates a full-service dealership selling motorcycles, parts and service, as well as apparel. He recently relocated the entire dealership and built a brand new facility to serve the Lehigh Valley region of Pennsylvania. Prior to changing careers and becoming a dealer, Bob had a 25-year career in commercial banking with several large banking companies, some in New York, some in Philadelphia. A passion for motorcycles and a desire to do his own thing prompted the career change, and he tells me he has not looked back. So welcome to the podcast, Bobby. Hey, Denise. How are you? I am good. Happy that we were able to finally connect and make this happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Bobby, you know, we've chatted. Um, My podcast, at at least at this point, is really focused largely on the CPG industry, consumer products, goods. And your business is a little more automotive and retail industry. So maybe let's start with level setting the audience on the Harley Davidson brand and in particular its legacy that most of us know of, of this huge loyalty with its consumers. Sure. So, you know, the, the, the brand, the Harley brand itself has been a a unique brand since 1903. Um, It's had its start in a little garage in Milwaukee and became a uh, mode of transportation uh, back in the early 1900s. It became a uh, a part of the war effort in World War II and where Harley was, you know, changed their manufacturing to create or or to manufacture bikes for soldiers who were out in the fields and carrying guns and all that kind of stuff. And then it, uh, when those soldiers came back, they loved that experience so much that they actually started buying these bikes from little dealerships around the country. And then they started um, customizing those bikes and turning them into choppers of the, the 40s and 50s. So, uh, you know, that whole thing has, has kind of grown over the years. And, and it's really the, the, the legacy is kind of, uh, you know, it runs in families. It runs between friends. It runs between, uh, you know, it's male, it's female. It's everybody who has had any sort of riding experience or non-riding experience knows something about the brand. Either it's, it's aspirational to be part of 
the writing community or just that they know it and it's cool and they want to, you know, talk about it or know somebody who does. So, uh, you know, the other unique thing is there is no other brand that I can think of that, that people actually tattoo our Barn Shield logo on their body. And there's, you know, you don't see that with Apple. You don't see that with Amazon. You don't see that with Coca-Cola, but you see that with Harley. And that, and that's kind of at the core of what our customers are all about. The loyalty is so strong and it's got such a tail on it back to the 1903 that it's, it's just something that's hard to, it's hard to, 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 to think about from somebody who doesn't ride and is not part of it. So definitely unique. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, I don't ride, but know, know way more about Harley's sort of this branding than, than I probably should, but because, but it's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It is. And I can hear it as, you know, as we were talking even prior to, to recording this, I, I can just even hear it in your voice. It's, it's, it's very cool. So let's go back uh, to 2011 when you bought the dealership. And I'm assuming it was already, you know, I know it was actually in full operation already. And most likely it was, um, you know, embedded in the community. um, And there was probably already a culture there uh, Mm -hmm. when you did, um, when you did take over. And just was wondering, you know, what initially when you walked in like day one, let's just say, was your vision for the customer experience for Keystone? And then maybe now how has that vision changed? Well, I don't think the vision has changed. So the vision uh, was and still is for me. And I, I, I think this is a vision for most owners is that we are as owners, and there's not a lot of us, there's probably about 400 of us in the country. Um, We are really stewards of the brand. So from 1903 to today, there's 118 years of people like me who have gotten involved in the brand and, and, you know, running dealerships and owning dealerships. You know, it's, we have a moment in time where we kind of carry the torch for, for a period of time, some it's, you know, it's 10 years, it's 15, it's 30, it's 50 years for some people. But, you know, that, that's kind of what our, 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 our responsibility is, as I see it, in that timeline. So we've got this brand, we've got this, this built-in loyalty that is uh, just pervasive throughout the, the industry. And now it's our job to not mess it up, in my <laughs> mind. So... So we want to we want to provide that experience to customers when they come in the door, and that that experience looks a lot different to a lot of different people. Um, you know, it could be the new rider who wants to. Yeah, you know, it's it's intimidating to walk into a dealership because a lot of people don't know about motorcycles, never ridden one, but they don't know the questions to ask. So we provide new rider training. You know, we have have courses that they can ride learn to ride and get their license and then become part of the culture and the, and, and the, uh, the, 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 the dealership and, and our community. Um, you know, we have the maintenance part of it. That's all part of the experience. So, we, you know, the clothing, all that part, all those things come together and that experience is different for every, everybody, you know, it, it all comes together at the motorcycle. That kind of is the, the linchpin of the experience, but we have to deliver something to, to all of our customers every day by every employee so we don't mess up 
their loyalty to the brand. So it, it, it comes with a lot of, to me, a lot of responsibility to do that every day. And it's, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not an easy job. No, um, I'm feeling a lot of pressure <laughs> right now. Um, <laughs> how, what, what is it that you would like communicate to your, your team, your staff? Um, to kind of carry on the stewardship is, is there, um, you know, like a mantra or, or what's the secret sauce to like get that from your head and just keep that, uh, keep that out there with the team? Well, I think it's, 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 to me, it's, it's easy because uh, in a sense, because you've got people who are in the dealerships working in the dealerships who are passionate about the brand as well. There, most of them, especially in this dealership, I'd say 95% of them are riders themselves. Uh, you know, they've been doing it for a long time. So, so they get that part of it. So you can't, you can't build that passion. You can't train that. You can't teach it. It has to come with the person. What we do is we try to harness that, 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 that passion into uh, a process. So how do, you, how do you make sure that that experience for that customer is consistent all the time and is, shows interest in their, their needs and their desires? So we work really hard on you know, having the processes in place to you know, our service department, for example, that, that the intake of a customer's motorcycle is flawless. They bring it here. We ask them what you know, what what kind of services that they want to have. If it's maintenance, we make recommendations, suggestions to them. So that's part of that experience. That it, it's great to have the passion and the knowledge, but you really have to have. Yeah, that's what we train on. We try to train on that experience, the customer experience portion of of the experience. It just it it it's something that it we take a lot of pride in that. And we don't always get it right, and we we. But it's something that happens every day. You know, we're in here at nine thirty in the morning. The first half hour is training, and um, you know, planning for the day. So so they're prepared when the customer walks in the door at ten o'clock. So in service, we know who's coming in. In sales, we know what kind of, you know, who's coming in for a demo ride and how we're going to do that and where we're going to run it and what is the bike ready. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff that goes on. But but as long if you have the passion, you have the people with the passion. Yeah, I think the training part becomes becomes just you know something we're doing every day, and we try to ingrain it with them. So it was a long winded answer but no very very interesting Mm -hmm. i mean i think it's important you know i'm very focused on like the cpg and i do a lot of benchmarking Mm -hmm. i think to to look at that through your lens some of the same types of approaches are coming out and then some different ones because you're mostly face-to-face and things like that yeah and uh, so this is this is very interesting be as long-winded as you want okay (laughs) um Let's let's talk about that uh, customer experience a little bit more. What, mm-hmm. what do you think your differentiator is between Keystone's customer experience versus you know other dealerships or whatever else you consider to be your competition? So it to me it comes down to the people. It's it's all about people in this business. It's a people business, and it's it's the people deliver the experience. One of the things that I have always said, and I 
do this in my team meetings, is that a customer can walk into any Harley dealership in the country, in fact, in the world, and find the same shirt, the same color motorcycle, the same part, the shiny part. Um, you know, they can find all that stuff and they have multiple choices to do that. Some of us dealers are only 25 miles away from each other. So it really becomes, do we have the right people and have we trained them to uh, in the right processes? And are they enthusiastic and do they pay attention to the customer? So that's, it's truly about the people. It's, there's yeah. no, the product sells itself. The product is what the product is. And it really becomes a personal one-on-one -on -one part of that community. I know you ride, I ride, I can, you know, here's what I found. And, and that builds that whole relationship with the dealership and yeah. also with that person. So, right. so the people are so, so important. Um, and I've always believed that from day one, because like I said, the, the parts are the same they're, and they're all over the place. You can get them online, but you can never get the experience that we try to deliver. That's the differentiator. Okay. Okay. And, and, okay. So I'm hearing there, like you're almost answering my next question. Uh, you know, the face to face, um, <clears throat> but let's let, break it down for me and my audience. What are some of the channels? That's the way we, I kind of talk about it or ways can, consumers can contact you and your dealership, obviously walking in the front door. Okay. Check. Um, so that's one part of my question. What are all your channels? And then like, how is it set up the customer experience team? Do you have like dedicated people like these three people are ready for the uh, customer service test that day? You know, what goes to Harley corporate? What doesn't um, any sort of insight you can give us there would be interesting. Yeah, so the the that's become more complicated for us. Um, you know, obviously the the transaction takes place for the most part in the store. Um, you know, because there's regulations around you know selling a motorcycle to somebody, they have to sign. You have to know who they are. You have to know that they're the ones on the license. All that kind of stuff has to happen face to face. So that yeah. happens a lot. Um, the challenge to us now is the non-traditional channels, uh, you know, texting and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and email, uh, you know, you name it, our website. All those channels now are different doorways into the dealership. And I see it as there's actually two showrooms that we have. One is the physical dealership showroom that we're, I'm sitting in right now. But then there's the dealership, which I uh, showroom is just, which is a, a digital showroom. So we're work our challenge is to make those seamless, where you know people are expecting the Amazon effect. You know, I go to Amazon, I know I can pick out what I want, I could search for it, it comes right up, and it gets delivered, and everything's cool. It's a little more difficult when when we try to get to that. So we're working really hard to to make it as seamless as possible. So a, a customer in the digital world can come into our showroom, yeah. can see all the bikes that we have, can look at them 360, top down, all that kind of stuff. They could look at our clothing, they could look at parts um, and they can, we're not to the point yet where we can sell this stuff online, but they can uh, then go to finance, 
they can get an indication of whether or not they can be approved for that and how much it will cost. So they can do all this research online, but our challenge has been trying to, to, to turn that into a, what we call a conversion. Sure. So that person, who's look at, that person who's looking around out there on our website, we need to get them into the store. So, so that's, the, that's the challenge to all of us dealers is how do we turn that into an in-person visit that is, you know, be becomes a sale or becomes a relationship or becomes a service uh, appointment? Um, because it's almost, uh, I think it's eight, almost 80% of our customers start out online. Is that and, right? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's become a, a big, big, big thing for us. And, uh, you know, we're not technologically advanced to the you know, extent of a, an Amazon or, or that, but um, we are certainly getting there with the support of Harley Davidson. They're, they're really key on making this a seamless what they call omni-channel experience. Right. So no matter where you come from, whether it's social media or email or website, mm -hmm. that experience should not be different when you get to the store. It should be, it should be seamless. So the, that's the big, the big challenge. And we mm -hmm. have to manage, we really have to work hard to manage that now because it, it comes from so many different ways and it could be a question and we can't afford to have a customer ask a question and then not respond to it for an hour or two or three or maybe a day uh, that customer goes somewhere else the expectation is i get an immediate answer when i go somewhere else why can't you do that so we've got that's our biggest challenge is, is meeting and marrying the two the digital and the physical showrooms yeah is the now, did you oh excuse me go ahead yeah um, so, and this, yeah, the second part of my question, um, you know, was about like kind of understanding where Harley corporate comes in. So it sounds like they've got a role in uh, the digital showroom piece. Maybe it's some of the framework for the websites that they push out to you guys or assets on the images, right? Yeah. All the above. Or do you they, handle they that? Have, they have their own presence, um, out in the, the internet internet world and you know they feed us um, uh, leads you know for the, the for the customers that are searching around their website okay. um, they have assets for us to use which we, we try to kind of keep in lockstep with what they do um, to an extent but we also want to individualize ourselves at the dealership level because that's that's you know I go back to the people thing that's where that product becomes alive and it becomes something that somebody puts on their bike or puts on their back. It's, it's where it comes alive, but they're, they are um, definitely involved and they're definitely heading in this, this way of technology and helping the, that process to, to become more streamlined. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't put too much, you know, don't uh, put too much pressure on yourself. Cause I think everybody with the recent events last year have tried to do this quick, pivot to like the perfect social commerce and, and things like that. So, uh, you're, you're, you're not alone in this journey, but, um, I, I agree. This is, um, a noble task for you to get to wherever that is that you want to be. It is. I think the, the ones who get it right or get it close to right are going to be the winners. And, and that's, that's the key for us here is that it's just so, 
it's so hard because it comes from so many different ways. And a lot of, a lot of us are just used to, well, just pick up the phone and call somebody. Well, that's not the way they want to be contacted. They want to, they want text or they want an email or they just want somebody to respond to their website inquiry. So we're, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to get the organization set up. So it's, it's heading that way. And, um, you know, that's, again, it's people thing. It's hard. It's, it's hard to get everybody kind of heading in the same direction, but I feel, feeling good about 2022 and, and, and where we're headed with that yeah. technology. I think we've got at least a direction of, mm-hmm. you know, and help from Harley to, to get that done. Yeah. Love that. Um, how could people get in touch with you to learn more about Keystone, Harley Davidson? So, so the easiest way is through our website, keystonehd.com. And that is, uh, that is, you know, that's the, the digital showroom for us. You know, our, all of our inventories out there are pictures of our staff, um, you know, events, oh, nice. calendars that we're having. Uh, but also, um, you know, HD, HD uh, HarleyDavidson.com uh, is another way. And that's, that's kind of the, the, the motor company's website. Uh, so there's more information out there on the motor company and, and upcoming products and that kind of stuff. So there, there's a number of ways to get to us. Our Facebook site, I forget exactly what the, the you know, we're out there on Facebook, our Instagram okay. site, our YouTube, we're just starting to get up and going. But anything uh, anyone would need to find more information about us can come through our website. Yeah, and it sounds like you've got a real penchant for response time which is a big metric in the CPG industry as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's something that you, and yeah, we're very manual. So I always, I always tell the staff that, you know, we've got all this technology that people are talking to us with, but in, you know, when it comes into the dealership, a piece of paper falls on the floor and you've got to, you've got to act on it. We yeah. don't, we don't have the technology to, you know, do a lot of the stuff that we want to but it's uh yeah. You know, it's like the sneaker brigade in the background. Okay, make sure you call that customer and, you know, within the five minute timeline we have established. Uh, so it's, you know, we need, we need help on the technology side. Mm-hmm. Was that sneaker brigade? Did I hear? Sneaker brigade. Yeah. yeah I like you're running around with a piece of paper saying, please call this customer. I just got this, this lead through Facebook. And, you yeah. know, it's, it's, you know, it, it's that fun. Works. That's yeah. a channel. Hey, that's a very it's special a channel. channel. It's a channel. It is. It is now. It's like an ATM. When you when you go to get your money, you think it's the most magical thing, but there's actually somebody feeding the money to the back for it. There is? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's a banking joke. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I see why you got out of banking. Oh. Yeah. But at the end of every five... <clears throat> At the end of every podcast, I'm a little sad by this, that we're at the end, but I asked my guest if they have a volunteer group they'd like to give a shout out to. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that because we're, um, you know, part of our community is, is you know, giving back to the, you know, part of our community and building community is, is, is you know, giving back to that community. And right. this year we're doing uh, um, a lot of joint events and joint marketing with the American Cancer Society, mm. which is that Northeast uh, Pennsylvania um, chapter of that uh, that organization. So, you know, 
that's uh, important to me. It's important to a lot of people who have uh, you know had to have been touched by it, and I think it's something that um, you know it just resonates with people, and I think it's part of you know that what loyalty is. It's a, the community is is full of charity, and and I think that's just one of the things we need to you know focus on is how do we give back. We're a business, but we also kind of you know give back to the community in some way, shape, or form. So, and that that's the whole loyalty thing goes back to that. Yeah. So that's our our charity. Perfect, perfect. And that one is meaningful to myself on a personal level, as you know. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know, Bobby is the husband of one of my very dear friends from from college. Um, anyway, so. Bobby, thank you so much for taking time out of your evening to chat with me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. If you've learned even a kernel of an idea or was inspired by this episode, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast on Apple Podcast. Be sure to share out the hashtag CPGCX because CPGCX really and truly rocks. You have been listening to the My Curious Colleague podcast with Denise Veneri. Thank you for your time.